Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, literal minutes after Harrison and Aaron and I finished recording an hour-long discussion about Kyrie Irving, he opted in. Uh, So I'm going to update you on that and how that affects the Lakers. This is an actual quote from Irving, quote, Normal people keep the world going, but those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow. I've made my decision to opt in. See you all in the fall. A11 even. Unquote. Uh, yeah, just truly daring stuff to opt into a contract that would pay you almost $37 million, man. That kind of bravery. You just don't see it nowadays very often. It's, it's just the kind of bravery that you know, frankly, the world is missing right now. The kind of bravery that inspires generations of future leaders. The kind of bravery that, okay, yeah, I'm going to vomit. This was always, as Aaron and Harrison and I uh, spoke about at the end of the episode of uh, the second episode that aired yesterday of the Lakers Lounge, uh, this was always the likeliest scenario. Kyrie Irving was... As as crazy as he is, thirty million dollars is a lot of money, and uh, you know he he might have gotten close to thinking about maybe turning that down and and going to the Lakers and all of that. Um, but at the end of the day, the day the the keys to that situation were as follows: one, Kyrie Irving, his stock is so low that even if he opted in, and this is potentially still on the table, but even if he opted in with the uh, with the plan to get traded and and go to a different team and then hopefully extend there, um, there just aren't very there are basically no teams that are interested in trading for him and extending him. And there are, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, there was only one team that was interested in trading for him at all, but Brooklyn wasn't interested in, in what the Lakers had to offer. Uh, so they called Kyrie's bluff. He opts in, and now you return to a team with Kevin Durant and and uh, a situation that obviously soured quickly last year. And we'll see, by the way, how this plays out. Maybe Kyrie shows up and once again remembers, oh yeah, I don't like it here, and and rethinks his his situation in Brooklyn. Maybe request a trade, whatever. Um, but as of right now, the plan for him is to return and play alongside KD and maybe actually give a legitimate go at a situation that he frankly hasn't committed to to this point in, in, since he uh, arrived there a couple seasons ago or a few seasons ago. Uh, as for the Lakers, from what I have heard, uh, if if Brooklyn was interested in, in Russell Westbrook, maybe something like that was to, was to go down. But the Lakers... Uh, I think LeBron has always been more interested in Kyrie Irving. Um, there are some people within the walls who think that Kyrie is enough of an upgrade to get the Lakers back to championship contention, but there is almost nobody uh, from what, from what I can tell right now uh, within the Lakers organization who are comfortable committing to Kyrie Irving long-term. That's not Nike. Nobody in the NBA is comfortable committing to Kyrie Irving long-term, given what the last few years have been. It's not just injuries. The guy took a leave of absence for 
some reason. Uh, he didn't want to play in the bubble and tried to to try to get others from around the league to not go and play in the bubble. And then this year chose not to get vaccinated and cost himself basically half of the season. Uh, and, and over the course of that time, Brooklyn wasn't able to gain any kind of consistent footing and, and the season was shot. So Nike, the rest of the NBA, uh, they all basically said, no, we don't really want any part of the Kyrie Irving business. And we'll see if that changes. If he comes back and he's and he recommits and and he shows himself to be the player that we have seen uh, at, at at his heights, then okay, then there I'm sure will be more teams interested in in his services. But if we start to hear anything that we have heard to this point in his career, I, there's a good chance that the rest of the NBA will just kind of say, oh, you know we're interested, but we certainly aren't interested in the type of money that you're looking for. Where does this leave the Lakers? Not all that differently than they were before. I don't think anybody really believed that they were going to be able to get Kyrie Irving for the minimum or for the taxpayer uh, mid-level exception. Just like I don't think anybody from the Lakers thought that they were going to get DeMar DeRozan last year for the, for the uh, mid-level exception. Uh, those guys, whether it was DeMar turning down $25-ish million or Kyrie Irving turning down $30 million, this is why you just don't, you, you don't put too many eggs in that basket. Um, I'm not even, I'm not holding it against anybody. Get your money. If anything, the VP of the Players Union can't take that type of a cut and remain in that position. Uh, so for the Lakers, I think they continue forward in this offseason much like they were uh, before today. Actually, I'd probably maybe even argue that the decision that kind of shakes up maybe their, their, their plans a little bit more is probably John Wall because he was more uh, realistic an option for the Lakers than Kyrie. He obviously opts into his uh, contract, reaches a buy-in with Houston, and is now apparently looking to go to the Clippers. He gave back about $6 million and some change. The amount of money that the Clippers can pay him is about $6 million and some change. Weird how that works out, but no, no such thing as tampering in the NBA. That's illegal. Uh, But the Lakers, I would imagine, were interested and were reported to be interested in Wall. So given that this was somebody that they could have maybe brought in if they found a buyer for Russ... This might shake up their plans more than anything that they might have heard from Kyrie. I still think at the end of the day, the Lakers have to move Russ and they have to break up his $47 million expiring deal into a few smaller ones with the intent to see what those guys can bring to the table and if need be, uh, piece together another trade, maybe with whatever draft assets that they have left over after a Russ trade and whatever assets that they have on the roster, whether it's THT or Kendrick Nunn, uh, maybe you can see what you can get to piece together a team that can viably compete for a championship. Otherwise, again, like I said in yesterday's show, you're expecting, you're asking fans to have read and heard everything that you said about Russell Westbrook um, over the course of the second half of last season and at the beginning of this offseason, uh, you're expecting those fans to just forget that, I guess, and try to get excited about a team that they know isn't going to really compete for a championship. Uh, that's asking a lot. 
maybe look, this is how fandom goes. We're all kind of annoyed at how things are right now, but you'll hear enough quotes from, from the players involved and you'll hear enough quotes from the coaches involved and you'll hear enough quotes from, from the executives and you'll hear the leaks that will come out from, from training camp and, and leading into the season. And you'll convince yourself that, yeah, this t- hey, maybe, just maybe. Uh, but, uh, you know, we've, we've watched this movie before. We know how it ends. So in terms of things to look out for, Aaron, Harrison, and myself, we are going to go live today at 1 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. my time out here. Um, and we are going to talk about how, if this affects uh, the Lakers' plans moving forward, um, what that might look like. So keep an eye out for that. That's going to air on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, on all of my and the Silver Screen and Roll platforms. Um, and then, look, the Lakers have a lot of work out ahead of them. If it's trading Russ, if it's bringing Russ back and trying to bring a roster or piece together a roster that makes more sense for him, then we'll see what that looks like. And we're going to cover it as best we can here on the Silver Screen and Roll Podcast Network. So until the next time I talk to you guys, which again, might be 15 minutes from now, might be an hour from now, might be when Harrison, Aaron, and myself all go live at 1 p.m. Pacific. I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.